it's having that feeling that you're designed and meant to do more here and you're not doing it. And I don't want her to have an excuse. So everything I create is designed with her in mind. It's designed to keep it affordable. It's designed to literally spoon feed it to her. It's designed to keep her accountable by the group coaching. It's designed to, for me to continue to learn. So as I'm learning, I can share more and be of more value to the people that I'm serving. Like it's, it's designed to literally, like I said, give her no excuses. Like I don't want anyone to ever tell me I can't do it because I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. I need a business coach. I need an accountability partner. Hello. I'm right here. Hello. Welcome to monetizing mompreneurs podcast, where I take you behind the scenes with industry leaders, entrepreneurs, moms, working professionals, and amazing people pursuing their passions and going for their dreams. And I'm your host, Linda Mendable. Hey, Becca, welcome to the show. Hey, Linda, so excited to be here today. I am so excited to have you. I am right now on the road. My kids, sometimes life just gets entrepreneurs. We're doing the best we can with our time and a lot of time that we have. So Becca, can you tell us a little bit about you, your story and what you do? Yes. Yes. Thank you, Linda. Again. So I am Becca photo. I'm the proud founder of lady B co and at lady B we partner with female founders and content creators to really help them navigate how to tell their stories in a way that connects with their audience. And so we have a very strong emphasis around copywriting for connection, especially when it comes to their social media, their email, and any of their website uh, content primarily. So it's a really fun, uh, fun role I get to play. We do this by coaching women one-to-one. We do this by having people join us in our hive social community and really just, again, give them tools, assets, templates, all the things that they need, encouragement to really bring out their true inner self so that they're able to put themselves in a position to connect. We're in living in a world right now where connection is so, so important. And I feel like sometimes when we're opening a business, you know, we can hire out website design and graphic design and, you know, some, you know, photography, you know, we can hire those things out to people who are really super talented, but when it comes to writing for connection, that usually at least begins on our shoulders. That's a task that we need to take on. It's hard for us to delegate. So we try to come in and help women, especially to kind of find out their inner voice or inner um, story and how they can connect and serve others with that story. That's wonderful because I've actually been looking for someone like you um, to sit down with and start talking and unpeeling like my story because I know if you don't have like a really clear cut story, it's really hard to sit down and talk about your story in a really like smooth and easy way when there's so much that has happened and you're trying to process. So when you sit down with a client, what is one of the first things that you take them through? One of the very first things we need to really uncover right away is getting so crystal clear about who it is that they serve and how they uniquely serve her or him and really get down to the nitty gritty of what problem that they solve. Uh, I think, you know, on, on the surface, it might sound simple, you know, for example, hair salon might say, well, yeah, we cut and style hair. Like that's what we do. 
Um, but how we all know, especially women, when we go get our hair done, it is not about the actual cut and color. I mean, on the surface it is, but when we go talk to our gal every month or every six months or whatever, every quarter, whatever we do, like, it's like a therapy session. It's like going to having coffee with your BFF. It is walking out or maybe walking in feeling one way and walking out, feeling another, like the problem you solve for a stylist, for example, could be like, you're giving women complete and utter confidence. You're giving her some higher self-esteem. You're giving her the ability to walk into a room and say, yeah, I just walked in here. Like, look at me, like I'm ready to rock and roll. Like you own the joint. Like there's an empowerment that comes from that. So I challenge people when they say, you know, well, I'm just a this, or I'm just a that I'm just a barista. I'm like, do you know how met, like how incredible I feel every day when I go pick up a cup of coffee? Like it's the same, it's a feeling like pulling out what it is your customer is actually feeling when they're using, you know, your service, your art, your product, your service. And so we ask those three powerful questions. They have some sub questions to them too, but really it is that like, you know, what problem do you solve? How do you uniquely solve it? And who are you solving it for? And when they're, or if they're still struggling with that, I have another exercise I run them through called, um, this, like the basically the seven questions, the seven, like it kind of helps you get down to your why. So it's like, well, why do you do what you do? Well, I want to make money. Okay. And then it brings them all down. And what they really end up finding when they get to the end of that questionnaire is, like, wow, like why I do what I do is because, and then it's something crazy miraculous. It's something so deep and profound, typically to a point where they're like moved by, okay, this is why I get out of bed every morning. This is why. And it's when we know those, those answers that we can write copy for days, honestly, everything just begins to pour out of them. That's amazing. And I love what you said about like connection because, you know, a lot of people think that it's just words. It's just articulating like what they do. But when you say connection, you're really talking about, I guess, like that emotional connection, right? Like what is the transformation? What what are people like getting out? Because like you said, a hairdresser, they're getting more than just a style and cut, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Barista, you know, they're changing lives by just being that go-to person, maybe that someone sees every single day and just consistent and they're always smiling and they're always happy and they're always giving them a beautiful cup of you know the heart-shaped lattes you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. like I think it's I think it's so important what you do and I think people sometimes don't understand the importance of great copy sometimes sometimes great copy can a bit trump you know some design you know and I'm a web designer and so, you know, I can understand like the power of being, and, and when I come across it, I always think about that emotional connection that you're trying to facilitate design-wise, you know? And so when you bring words with both, it's just an incredible mesh of goodness, right? 100%. <laughs> I, I love to have both, of course, but I always tell people, if you have to pick one, choose the words because your design can come later. Uh, you know, we've all seen beautiful designs with not strong copy, copy that doesn't really resonate with us or land with us. And we just move on, you know, but we'll stop and we'll give some copy a little bit more of our time, even though their design might not quite be on par yet. So that's kind of where I'm prioritize where we put our energies. If our resources are limited. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then what made you get into the world of copy? Like what's your story, Becca? 
you know, it's, it's interesting because I have always been a writer. Like it's poetry and short stories. I remember in sixth grade, we had to write this, my, my teacher's name was Miss Witzke. And she's like, write this short story. And I got really into mine. And I wrote this like th- little, like short thriller story. And I enjoyed writing suspense, little mini suspense stories all the way through high school and even in college. And it was just kind of this, this organic growth of myself being interested in it doing, I, you know, I went to class, I was a creative writing minor, minor in college. So I did a ton of literature and reading and learning kind of different voices and sounds. I shouldn't say sounds like different, like cadences. I don't know if you ever like actually read books enough to know, like there's a cadence amongst the words, whether it's a, a fiction or nonfiction novel and just how it all flowed together. And when you read it in your head, I don't know. I just like really, truly geeked out on it when I was in college. And I also had a ton of friends. Like I wrote a ton of papers in college, always got A's on my papers. I was not a strong like test taker, but if you gave me any kind of like short summary to write or uh, yeah, any kind, it didn't matter like the paper, I would ace it. And so my friends would, would come to me and have me edit their papers and have me like read through and make sure it was strong. And before you knew it, I was like, well, I could do this for a career, right? <laughs> and so I got into marketing and I ended up spending some strong part of my earlier career, getting better at more copy, you know, copywriting versus short story and creative writing that in that space. And it just kind of organically grew up taking a series of courses. Some of them I've taken twice and I've just been kind of just owned my craft throughout the years. And I think what's really interesting about now in switching this role from doing to more teaching this, this, uh, I guess the skill set, if you will, it's, I was just telling someone the other day, I was like, it's really been the new challenge now has been teaching people because something that comes so easy to you or so naturally to you, uh, is like, you have the knowledge. So everyone's like, yeah, the knowledge industry, like go sell your, you know, sell your knowledge. Well, teaching things is a lot harder than just taking it on and doing it for someone. So I'm in this new phase of learning copy from being able to do it for myself and for others to now teaching others to do it for themselves. And it's been a real, real journey so far. And you're like, okay, I can do this for a living. I absolutely love this. What clicked in your mind? Like, what did the path to that look like? So it looked very messy. <laughs> it looked very messy. Um, I had shortly after college gone and worked for a tech company or a software company, I guess we'll call them software company. And I was part of an internal marketing department team. And that was really my first I was 23, 24 years old when I got that job. And so it was my first real experience being in kind of this marketing role, if you will. And I, I learned a lot. We worked with an ad agency, you know, we were a fairly large company and I just, I didn't get to do a ton of copy. I'll be honest with that role, but I learned a ton about marketing and about pitching and promotion and design and websites and social media was just kind of getting, you know, into the business world and space at that time too. So I learned all the other elements around just writing copy for a company or for a business. And it brought me into my next role, which was for a marketing agency. And that's really where I threw myself fully into 
all things copy. I was, um, I went never a graphic designer, but I knew good graphics. And so I would, I would call it like over the shoulder design next to my graphic designer. Um, I, we were doing websites. I was working with, um, like a, like press, like all of the local news stations and doing a lot of like PR roles or PR work for my clients too. So that's really where I got this like crazy well-rounded perspective of what it is to create a marketing plan that includes all of these different mediums and elements and to plan it and schedule it. So then ultimately after that, I opened up my own marketing agency, um, kind of by accident, I'll be honest, but that's a whole different story. If you want to hear it, sure. We'll go into it, but it kind of happened by accident. We built a team, we had an office, we had a great, um, suite of clients and they were amazing, but that I learned over, I think we had the agency for about six years. I learned that while it was a ton of fun, I'll be honest, we got to do so many cool things and the work we produced, I feel really, it was top notch work. I was still feeling really unfulfilled and parts of my heart where I'm like, that's not, this isn't it for me. And I was young enough to be like, you know what? I got time to do, to do the thing, to build a thing. And I knew what it meant rephrase. I did not know it meant I was going to start over, but I do now. Like I didn't realize I was closing a door and basically opening up up a business from scratch again. I thought it could just kind of like smooth over to this other business, but essentially we closed the door to the agency. And when we opened up Lady B, which has an emphasis of helping and supporting women, uh, female founders and content creators, primarily, you know, Lady B just for fun is women helping, um, bees pollinate to help things to grow. So it's really about women, helping each other grow. And when we all grow all about, you know, all the, all the things are good when we support each other. So it's really to embody lady B to be a lady B. And we wanted to work with women who had that same kind of mentality. And that was really the goal. Well, then of course we had a pandemic in the mix and that was where, uh, you know, within a week of launching lady B, the pandemic, um, world shut down. And I took a year and a half off of the business. And that was in that year and a half that I really was like, okay, we're going to use this time for good. We just launched this business. I really, really didn't know what it was. What do I want to do And copywriting writing for connection? Like I, I found so many times that that was just such a big gap. I would scour pages of businesses, companies, um, female founder organizations that I could serve. And I was like the common denominator for their struggle. At least what I could see from the outside was they weren't connecting with their copy. It was very, very vanilla. Was very, very uh, trying to, which appease to everybody and not therefore knowing their niche and who they're designed to serve. And I was like, I can help them do that. I can help them do that. So that's kind of where we've evolved over those years, um, developed the couple of things that I shared earlier with the hive and um, just have been really driving home to meet that, meet that need. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, so, wow. And that's great background to know especially like, um, you know, if someone out here is looking for a copy and, you know, to understand that you have that marketing experience and that marketing background and that pitching background, because pitching mm-hmm. is not easy. No. You know? Oh my goodness. Uh, do you work yeah. with also with pitching, helping clients with their pitch or is it primarily with their websites and like marketing assets? Yeah. You know, that's a great question. And 
I would work with sales teams on pitches, like putting presentations together, getting, you know, it's funny. We, t- we started talking about story. Like I was working with an insurance agency with their sales team and they were about to go pitch a client. And I looked at their, their presentation. This is probably about a year ago now. And I was like, where's your story? Like, where's anything about you besides like the boring biographical crap that none of us really care about, but you just say, because you feel like you have to, like, where's your story? So we worked for, I don't even know, a couple of weeks, a couple of different times on building their story and why they're selling insurance in the first place. Like, what is it? Like, why is it like, it's interesting. And there was two of them there primarily that were doing this pitch and they each had completely different backgrounds, completely different wise, completely different, like set of, uh, like even in seasons of life. And so we worked on building their story into their pitch and, um, they got it. And I think it was interesting. I'm not saying it was because of their story, by the way, but, um, I think that it's interesting. They had, you know, been in sales for decades of their career and they're like, no one's ever at, like, no one's ever like brought that up. And I'm like, I don't know. For me, it is about, I'm, I'm a highly intuitive person. I'm also very highly empathic. And so it's, it's, I feel things so darn hard and deep sometimes that like, like stops me in my tracks. And so when I'm writing copy, I think that's also an advantage and an edge that I have, which my clients appreciate because it works for them and gets some great results. But again, you can't teach that to other people. So sometimes you just got to ask them some really pointed questions about um, just to kind of almost have to pull it out of them a little bit because it doesn't naturally flow out of people like it does for me. And so having those right questions um, and just helping them find their story, because a lot of times people are like, I don't, why? I don't have a story. And I think that that's general for anything. But we all have a unique set of experiences that no one else has ever, you know, experienced before. And we all have a responsibility to share those experiences because we know, rephrase, we do not know, but I do know that it will help someone out there. Even if it's one single human being, it is worth getting vulnerable enough to speak those words out loud. And it's just very, um, it's people don't think like that, you know, not a lot of people do. So that's what I try to help them do as well. Like let's get deeper into this why, into this person that you're wanting to serve, what the outcome is going to feel like, sound like for them once they've, you know, heard your pitch or taken your course or read your blog. I mean, it's a multitude of things where we just got to kind of extract that, that sound, that voice, that feel, that vibe, if you will, from them. Amen. You know, (laughs) you're, you're spot on for real, because that's something, I mean, we watch movies, you know, we watch, so I was, I was, okay. There's two stories I want to share. One, I was just talking with my sister and I, and I said to her, I just found, I just found someone I'm fangirling over and I'm usually not a fangirl over nobody. And, you know, I'm like, what's going on? And she was like, Linda, there's no more series really. It's all, you know, people, it's social media has done certain things. And basically um, I follow as a YouTuber and I follow, I, I'm not, I just landed on YouTube. I was actually designing one of my pages and for some reason I landed on her YouTube channel and she's an interior designer, but I love the way that she goes through her stories. And I think if people understood the power of their story, they would be more into articulating their story and that's content. 
your story is content. And if you know how to tap into it, then you'll know how to attract the right people that you're meant to empathically, like we're talking about as an empath, you're meant to like resonate with that person that you're meant to resonate with, right? Um, Another story was, I was listening to a podcast episode and they were talking about like the law of attraction, but it really was, they were more into the law of like resonating. And the thing about it is there's, she is into songwriting and she says, if you have two guitars that are next to each other and you hit the chord C, the other guitar string C will vibrate. We attract what we resonate with. So what's inside of us, right, will also resonate with someone else. Does that make sense? Like you'll you'll yeah. get movement in that direction. Is that isn't that wild? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so good. And so it's so good. And okay, one other story. So I know I said two. This is a bonus, a bonus story. Because we're gonna go deeper into this. But the bonus story is I was watching a fabulous movie of um, this woman that she's Indian. Her, her heritage is Indian, but she works with helping other people in like diverse countries. And the reason why she had a particular story, but she never really tapped into it. And she couldn't get the funding for the nonprofit that they, you know, to make those social good until she basically, you know, spoke on that story. And it really resonated with me. And I know like a story is a script, you know, like that's a scripted movie, but you know what? Movies can really show us and really teach us certain things. And for that one, I took a, what I took away is the power of storytelling. And that's one of the things that I've always, I learned from the beginning of my business. And I just kept on trying to tap into it, just tap into it. You know, and I've learned like for what you do at first, I didn't take really much consideration into the power of copywriting. You know, I'm like, okay, because some things come natural to some people than they do others. But for those of you that are listening and you're not understanding, maybe like you're having a slow season within your business, get with someone like Becca, because they will help pull out your story within your content that you can really use time and time again. Like there is no boring to stories. You know what I'm saying, Becca? Yes, absolutely. And, and you're, you're 100% right. And I think that when people do have maybe a slower season in their business, that is for sure. One of the first things I would check is, are you talking to your person? Like we've all read copy, whether it's been on our phone, probably on a social media post or a blog that sucked us in. And we just can't stop, you know, reading it too. The reason we do that is because we feel like they're like in our heads that they like know us. And we are so just excited to be acknowledged. You know, you're with your, you know, usually you're reading a blog on your phone by yourself. And so using a first person, you know, um, or I'm sorry, second person, like where you're like, you can have this and I get you and I understand you and, you know, let me help you. I mean, those are obviously very basic kind of boring lines, but the, um, the goal is for that is just to understand that when you feel on the other end of that phone or that device, you're connected to that company or that brand, like the association right away goes through the roof. You're just like, Oh, I like her. I like her so much. 
I'm going to follow her. And then that's oh my gosh, yes. Follower. <laughs> I'm going to DM her. Yeah, yes. I want to be her best friend. Like you have girl crushes. Like it's a real thing. It happens to all of us. It's a, it's a, I, that, I, that was the first time I've experienced it. I've never really experienced it like how I did with this YouTube. Her name is Karen Bond. She's all absolutely amazing. She's good at what she does. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but it, it shocked me. I was like, this is crazy. But man, I, I've been binge watching her show. <laughs> I love it. And I've made purchases based on not even knowing the, the brand, but they, whether there's a video or again, a long bout of copy that has just sucked me in and it's an easy, yes, you know, buy this template or this workbook or whatever it is, or this mini course for 27, $47. I'm like, shoot, that's easy. Yes. Where's my credit card. And that's what you want to do. You know, you want to have, especially for low ticket offers, you want to make them so easy to just say yes. But what makes it easy for them to say yes, is that you have written copy and created a beautiful graphic or something or a video that aligns well with that copy that, that just really resonates. And that's how you filter out who's not for you though. And I think that's where the scarcity mindset kicks in. It's like, oh my gosh, well, what if I can't, you know, who cares? Not everybody is your person. There's enough out there (laughs) to keep all of us abundant. I promise you that. So it's really getting out of your head in some of those cases too, because if you're writing to everybody, you're writing to nobody. And that's where a lot of what I see out there right now uh, is what is happening. You know, when I look at copy, like from a kind of a more critical standpoint, I'm like, yeah, she needs a little help because um, of that. And, and we work through that. That's where your story, that's where your, those three questions I shared in the front end, that's where those come into play. So. Yes. I love this. And okay. Let's go into a little bit about the copy that you're seeing out there, because I remember I was about to hire someone to be inside of our community. And I was just like showing her like, like the gist, like, this is what we do. This is who we help. You know, this is why we help who we help. And I remember she was like, yeah, you know, um, I work for someone and they use these really big, bold words like juicy and X, Y, Z, you know, I'm like, man, but that's not really my type of copy, but you know, what do you feel about like, you know, like the trending thing, right. Of like using these juicy now they're going to be buzzwords right what are buzzwords right what are they yeah, I remember yeah. when I was like talking with someone I'm like yeah I xyz and xyz they're like yeah those are buzzwords can you tell me really what you do I'm like dang they just they just <laughs> roasted me <laughs> oh that's too funny um <laughs> and this is a great question too because to be honest I don't really fall into the using of the trends um for I mean, they are trends. And so I like to, well, I like to write copy that will stand the test of time. And so when I think about something, it's even, you know, long form, you know, thinking like a blog or something on your website that will stay on there for a while. Or if you're thinking, you know, kind of short, kind of quick turnovers and social media posts and things like that. I, first of all, I have an avatar which I think that'll actually help people. So it's, it's about finding your brand voice. So there's playful, you know, voices that can maybe use some of the tongue in cheek things. And maybe, maybe that is a tone that can use more of the, uh, you know, trending, you know, um, words and things like that too. But 
there's also, you know, like I've written, (laughs) this will be fun for you. I've written for like a a disaster restoration companies. I've written for the insurance company. I've written for uh, professional painters, uh, HVAC companies, law offices, um, all the way to like restaurants and hair salons. Um, let's try to think something more fun. We wrote too, like, yeah, like just a staffing agencies, like, like a wide, crazy wide variety. And one of the first things I asked all of them, and I knew the answer was going to be, I don't know, but what was your brand voice? Like absolutely no company that I've, that I'm aware of when you ask that question says, oh yeah, we're playful and chic or we're, you know, stern and professional, you know, they don't even have a real grasp as to what their sound or voice is. And I don't bore them with some of the like copywriting, like actual tactics and things like that, that you do. But I also consider SEO in my choice of, of words and how I phrase things. I don't let it stop me from being playful, but I do very consciously choose phrases when possible to put into play. And so I really, um, I guess that's a long way of saying there's, I have an exercise that we do to find your brand voice if they're really, really stumped, but really it comes with me asking them a series of questions and we test copy. We'll test it out. Sometimes they'll look at it and they'll be like, yep, I love it. This is exactly what I would, I, what I would have written if I knew what I was doing. And sometimes we have to take a beat back and just kind of retweak things. Um, because I actually have the tendency of getting too playful. Like when that's another way also of seeing the conversational copy. So some people are like, I want to keep it more buttoned up and professional. So it's really about finding that voice first, finding out what it is your audience is going to resonate with. If you're too professional and too buttoned up, some people don't, don't like that. And I always tell my clients too, I'm like, I write copy for my business. Like I'm literally sitting across the chair from them or table from them with a cup of coffee in hand. And we're having a conversation. And like, mine is that like conversational. I literally write it that way. I was like, I get that you can't go that far. Maybe if you're a law office, but how close can you come to me with that cup of coffee in hand? And we'll play with that copy. And then of course we test it to see how it performs. And most of the time it actually does pretty well. That's awesome. And that's good to know because SEO is so important. And I think a lot of people don't understand the importance of that. And especially mm-hmm. if they're utilizing blogging and, you know, as a great, I think blogging is like one of the best marketing tools that you have in your arsenal because you can take the blog, that content and repurpose it to traffic right back to your website where people can get more if you want more right you want yep. more of the story read it at the blog right um which then people go into your home and you're about oh your services you know then they can really go more in depth with what it is that you do and so let's talk a little bit about like um sitting down a cup of coffee so i'm your client we're sitting down, we're discussing, where are we? Are we at a Starbucks? Where are we? Well, sometimes um, I do a lot. I mean, I've got clients all over the United States right now. So a lot of times we're just zooming it, but uh, yeah, a cup of coffee at a coffee shop is good too. (laughs) So so we're at a cup of coffee at a coffee shop, right? We're at our favorite spot, you know, that has the cool photos that you take they take a pause in the conversation take a photo of your food and your coffee 
you know? And what are we discussing, Becca? How, how are you going to help me with my copy? With your copy? Well, so step one is always to really dive in and fully understand who you serve. So how we do that is I have several ways of extracting that because I think, again, working with female founders, we're usually flying as one women shows. Maybe you've got a VA or, you know, an assistant or someone maybe helping us, but most often it's a very lean and mean team. So when, right, what on. I mean, by- um, you were, you were breaking up. Oh, I was. Okay. In my back. So step one. Start okay. with step one. Yeah. That's okay. Yep. Start step- with step one. Step one is we really go into and better understand and really get clear about who it is that you serve. And we do this in a few different ways. There's a few different ways to kind of extract this out of people if they're not sure who that is, or again, if it's just on the surface. So it's easy for me to say, yeah, I help women in business. Like that's my on the surface answer when we talk about who I serve. But when you really pull the layers back, and you get even deeper than that, because if you're writing copy to just women who own a business, I mean, holy heck, that's a lot of us. And not all of us are in the same season of our business. Not all of us have the same needs for our business. And so it's really, if you're writing copy just to that, you're going to miss everyone who you're designed to serve. So it's really a, a practice to get deeper. So I'm more like, okay, I'm, I can help and support female founders and content creators with writing copy that really helps them connect to their audience at an emotional and deep level to essentially trans transition or, uh, convert into a client, you know, convert into a sale of some sort, convert into dollars in their bank account, essentially. So that is a little bit more specific. So, okay. Female founders. So once we get a little bit more clear on who it is, then we dive into why it's important for us to serve her. And this is really where some of the unfortunate, unfortunately, or fortunately, it depends on how you look at it, kind of deep rooted belief systems come out um, into play because for me personally, um, and I'll just pick on myself because I'm an easy target for this example, but I watched my mother who had a crazy talent in interior design and photography. She would do some of these things on the side for friends and family. Most of photography, our, our house though was always so nice put together. She still has a beautiful home. And, uh, she let this talent, in my opinion, die without launching anything with it because she needed the safety and security of a nine to five. And I watched her kind of just not pursue a dream for 20 years and go work at a front desk teller job for $12 an hour until the day she retired. And by then I had my own business. I was doing my own thing. I told her I would set up her business. I told her I'd do all of her marketing for free. I told her I would do all these things to help and support her. And she still chose the safer route. And I think about my mom a lot. When I think about my avatar, my avatar, isn't my mom exactly, but my avatar is someone who is up at 2 AM folding laundry because it's the only time of day she's got that's free. She definitely has kids because I'm a mom too. And I know what it's like to run a business and also be a full-time, you know, be a parent along with your spouse in my case, and feel like there's this thing on your heart. It's still hard. It's still hard. It's still hard even with a spouse. Oh my goodness. It is. Well, and, and that's just it. Like it's having that feeling that you're designed and meant to do more here and you're not doing it. And I don't want her to have an excuse. So everything I create 
is designed with her in mind. It's designed to keep it affordable. It's designed to literally spoon feed it to her. It's designed to keep her accountable by the group coaching. It's designed to, for me to continue to learn. So as I'm learning, I can share more and be of more value to the people that I'm serving. Like it's, it's designed to literally, like I said, give her no excuses. Like, I don't want anyone to ever tell me I can't do it because I don't have the resources. I don't have the time. I need a business coach. I need an accountability partner. Hello. I'm right here. Like join the hive for $27 a month, literally have all that. So I'm like, no excuse. You have templates dropping into your inbox every week. No excuse. So it's, and it's kind of like, again, my mom, I'm just like, I hope, I hope that if my mom had had someone like that in her life, that I could have encouraged her to be like, mom, go do it. Now, granted, you can argue that I was kind of that person for her, but by then she was what almost 60. She had some health things come up. Like she just wasn't going to pull the trigger and do it anymore. Maybe 10 years before that she would have, but I don't want to watch another woman in my life. Want something bigger, want something bigger as in fulfillment, financial, uh, feeling purpose and sit there and say a damn excuse to me. Cause I'm just done with it. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> That's good. That's good to know. Like Becca will. So don't call me. <laughs> don't call me with your excuses. <laughs> She'll kick you where, where, where you need to be kicked. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's good. Oh my gosh. Too funny. I, I will help you. I am 100% here to support. And that's just it. like, that's really where it lands. And so how I kind of to go back to your question is like, we would sit down and we would dissect all of that together. And it might not happen in a single meeting. It might take some, you know, kind of prompting. And then you go and you journal about it. You go think about her, you go and actually, like, I actually have a client right now, um, that we're, we set up a whole strategy and plan for her, which is way more high level than what any of this is we're talking about. But she, um, one of the things I tasked her with is like, you need market research. Like your question about what your webinar should be about. And I can't give you that answer. I was like, you need to go do some market research. And so we put a plan in place for her to go do that. So sometimes it's even that it's, it's homework to go learn more about who it is you serve or learn more about, like, if you think that this is the problem that you solve, but you're still like, I'm not sure. Like, I can't give you that answer, but I can sure give you directions and some other, like other ways to go learn that answer. So there's a billion Facebook groups out there. There's an opportunity to just go and plant some questions in those groups that are the audience that you want to serve and just ask, would a webinar about this be helpful to you? Why or why not? And you'll get so many people probably answering you because we're all here to help each other out. So that sometimes is where we leave things. But as we work through and we figure out who it is we serve and how, what problems we solve when we create um, and write down what outcomes we want. When you know outcomes for your servant, your, you have an outcome for your course. Uh, if you have an outcome for anything that you are producing, that is what we write to. You know, we write to like copy around like, oh my gosh, imagine if after this course you were, you know, you and your husband had this abundant, you know, relationship where he was holding your hand and you guys were skipping down the, down the, down the, I don't even know, aisle, uh, no, yeah. aisle like you sidewalk, up, you know, like deliriously happy in the morning. <laughs> so you weren't up at two o'clock in the morning folding laundry because he helped. 
how you've built a business that you are thriving in and look how this impacts other areas of your life. Your husband, you've reconnected because you have self-worth again. You are a better mother to your kids because you have self-worth again. You are going out to lunch with your friends every week because you have money to be able to splurge on those fun things. Like there's all of these things, these outcomes that can happen. So you have to understand and know what those outcomes are and obviously be able to produce that. And I think the final thing too, is just being able to, um, and, you know, I'm looking into things about like holding those emotions in our body. And I do, I do feel like when, when we become more aware of not just our emotional state, but also how we feel physically with our emotions, I think we can actually drive those deeper connections and have that deeper understanding that when we do sit down to write our copy or we do sit down to design, we're able to connect more with the people we're meant to serve. 100%. Yep. We have them write the letter, hang it up. So it's in front of them. So whenever they're producing something, whether it's graphics, yeah, copy, um, anything they're doing from a creative standpoint, she is top of mind. Amen. Becca, where can people find you? They can find me on Facebook or Instagram at ladybco or ladybco.com is my website. They can go check out a few things, a few podcasts that they want to listen to. The Lady B podcast is also um, on Instagram at the Lady B podcast. And yeah, that's about it. Yeah. So people listen to her podcast. I caught a few episodes and they have been amazing. It has definitely been some eye openers. It made me think. So I absolutely love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have a chance, stop by the website at lindamendable.com. Sign up for the blog cure, which is an awesome, awesome course that I created that will help you set up your blog or take your blog to the next level and join us over at Monetizing Mompreneurs Facebook group. I just want to say again, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.